John is a young man playing in a college football game when he takes a direct blow to the crown of his helmet. He falls immediately and is not moving. When the staff come to his aid, they note he isn't able to move his arms or his legs. What kind of care does John need and who can help him? This is trauma nursing to go. So trauma is complex. It's broad. It can take many, many different people and specialties to work together to help care for somebody who is injured. And arguably, that's kind of my favorite thing about trauma is that it really requires teamwork all across the board and all through many different specialties. So speaking of teams, what makes up the trauma team? Kind of like on TV, you think it's, you know, this gurney rolls into a room and there's blood everywhere and these people are covered in masks and gowns and they're all yelling at each other and there's a lot of movement going around. Is that the trauma team? For starters, let's talk about those who are present at the time of injury that try to help. These are the people that call 911, that, you know, walk up to the car and ask if they're okay. These are generally good Samaritans, or in this case example, this is a sports medicine staff. These people are the first part of our trauma team. Then emergency medical services or EMS arrives. This can be the fire department or an ambulance service with paramedics and EMTs. Together, they are going to immobilize John's cervical spine with a collar and then place him on a backboard, and these guys are going to hightail it to the nearest trauma center. Now at this hospital, the emergency department's going to get a ring down or a call from EMS saying that they have John coming, he's becoming hypotensive and bradycardic, and they're going to be here in 10 minutes. So now the staff member, whether it be a nurse or whomever, took that call, now has to notify the department that we have a trauma patient coming here in 10 minutes. The ER nurses, text physicians get prepared and get ready. And then the on-call staff that are, who are supposed to respond to traumas are getting paged by the unit clerks or the operator. So who specifically responds to a trauma activation really depends on the facility. Let's say this is a full activation. That would include the trauma surgeon, the emergency doc, nurses, trauma technicians, radiology techs, lab techs, operating room staff, pharmacists. This is the clinical staff. This is the crew that's going to do the initial resuscitation, do that trauma survey that we covered in a previous episode, and then make that initial plan. There are others who are also going to be there. Maybe the hospital supervisor is coming down to see what's coming in and how they can arrange an admission. Registration clerks are going to be there to get demographics and emergency contact information. Social workers might be there to help support the patient and their families in a crisis. When John rolls in with EMS, the team performs their survey and his ABCs are intact and he's alert, GCS 15, but he has no sensation past his shoulders, very weak grips of his hands and no movement in his bilateral lower extremities. He also has a very weak rectal tone. He's hypotensive and bradycardic and we're concerned that he sustained a spinal cord injury and might be developing neurogenic shock. So this team is going to prepare for imaging. It's probably going to start John on pressors and they're going to prepare for an ICU admission. So now we have our CT and MRI techs, our ICU physicians, nurses, and techs are all a part of John's team, his trauma team. We're going to take care of him. But it doesn't stop there, right? Now neurosurgery is getting involved, and ultimately John is going to need a cervical spine decompression infusion in the OR, where anesthesiologists, operating room nurses, operating room techs, and other surgeons are all going to work together to take care of John during this surgery. Even when we enter John's rehabilitative phase, a physiatrist, like a rehab physician, as well as a physical therapist, occupational therapist, speech therapist, recreational therapist, psychologist, as well as rehab nurses and aides are all going to collaborate to optimize John's recovery and his independence. Ultimately, John regains some use of his arms, but remains a functional quadriplegic 
So we usually say, and we will require assistance for most activities of living from now on. Even once John's ready to be discharged home, he's going to have extensive care and follow-up by nursing and rehab therapists who are all playing a role to care for someone who sustained a significant injury. So the moral of the story here is everyone has a role in the trauma team, and I mean everyone. Remember when John came through the ER? What if we were just running three gunshot victims in that room and it's a bloody mess? Yes, even our non-clinical staff and coworkers like housekeeping play an essential role here. They know we have to turn this room around and fast, and having that room ready to go is just as important as having the right people in the room at the right time. Let's take it one step farther. What about the people who organize the system where trauma hospitals are designated? So John was taken to a hospital that had the specialists he needed, such as neurosurgery, immediately available. There's a whole framework of administration that builds a trauma system and makes a trauma center functional to have all of the resources it needs to provide the best care, because timing is everything for trauma patients. This administrative framework can include anything from registrars who are collecting data from every trauma patient who comes in to teams of nurses and doctors who review cases and look for ways to improve the management, to staff their whole goal is injury prevention and try to prevent people from getting injured in the first place, to management that puts together a system that can support people in these unspeakable tragedies. So in summary, yes, there is a trauma resuscitation team and in the heat of the moment accomplishes the monumental task of identifying all life-threatening injuries and managing them promptly. But they are just one part in a large framework of people spending their careers taking care of those who are injured and we are all a part of the trauma team. Thank you for listening to Trauma Nursing To Go. I hope you're enjoying this podcast. As a reminder, I do not represent my employer, and the cases presented here are fictional and intended for educational purposes only. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and get updates and check out the website traumanursingtogo.com. If there's any topics, questions, or concerns you have, please contact me through the website, my email, or you can contact me on Twitter. Thanks for listening.